Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. The numbers don't lie. Low literacy is a global crisis that affects all of us. That's why it's so important to understand the issues and confront the facts head on. Only then can we stand together to fight for change. In the United States, 14% of adults read at or below a fifth grade level. 29% only read at the eighth grade level, and among those with the lowest literacy rates, 43% live in poverty. Let's boil it down to another startling fact. 75% of state prison inmates did not complete high school or can be classified as low literate. From a health perspective, low literacy adds an estimated $230 billion to the country's annual health care costs. From a workforce perspective, low literacy costs the United States about $225 billion each year in non-productivity and loss of tax revenue due to unemployment. My proactive guest today is Susan Robinson, the Executive Director of the Northern Nevada Literacy Council, which offers classes for adults 18 years of age and older who want to prepare to get their GED, improve their English, and or increase their basic skills to get a better job. Welcome, Susan. It's a great day in adult education, and I am just so excited to tell your guests and listeners about the super programs that we have that are helping to change those numbers and turn it around, especially in northern Nevada. Well, does it surprise you that still today we're experiencing these high numbers of illiteracy? It's it's very uh, sad, I think, for uh, me personally and for this community that there are so many Nevadans. They estimate 370,000 Nevadans don't have a high school diploma. And if you take the North as maybe 20% of that number, we're at, what, 70,000, 80,000 Northern Nevadans without a high school diploma. And as each year, though we're improving our graduation rates, but there's another 20-some thousand people that are going into that number every year because they're not graduating from high school. So yes, uh, you know, the numbers are startling, but there's so many great programs that are going on right now. And I think that with the, um, the, uh, community and the economy is picking up and with all this new industry coming in and we're going to have all this like 51,000 new jobs in northern Nevada the community and and um, the economy are really pushing people to get their high school equivalency formerly known as the GED so I see this is a perfect time in uh, in our community that these numbers are going to start turning around drastically. 
Yeah. Well, and they have to. And so, you know, f- you know, for years, I'm sure there was a stigma around, I'm an adult, I don't know how to read. Obviously, there's a lot of systemic reasons for that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you focus on adults, because everything we hear is all about children. So right. talk about the difference of when an adult comes into your fold and what that does for them. Well, it's profound. It's profound for them, it's profound for their families, and it's profound for their future. And we have our average student at our school, we only educate adults, so it's 17 and over. Um, the, I always say there's usually a familial component to this person coming back. So they dropped out in high school for whatever reason, they're coming back, they're more mature, There's usually uh, some, they're coming back because now they have children of their own and they don't want their kids to drop out like they did. So they're trying to be a role model. Some people don't let their kids know that they didn't get it done. And so they're, they're getting it done. We've had mothers and sons complete the program and graduate together. We've had mothers, daughters, we've had grandmothers and their grandkids. I mean, it's it really is a, a, a family situation in that if your parents didn't graduate from high school, chances are you're not going to either. So when the adults come back to our school, uh, I think they've learned from the School of Hard Knocks that you need to get this done. They're very dedicated. They're very hardworking. Most of them are working, and now they have family, and now they're going to school. So when they come to our school, they're, they're like sponges. They are so eager to learn. They really value education. More than half of our students, when they get their high school equivalency, go on to college, they go on to a trade, or and 80% of them will go on to a better job almost immediately. Um, it makes a profound difference in their lives. They're now coming off of welfare. They're paying taxes. They are contributing more to society. But for them personally, when they come in, most of them feel like a complete failure. Their self-esteem is so low, they think, I can't do it. When they walk in that door, they, they just think, I can't do it. I didn't do it before. I can't do it now. And when they graduate, and we have six graduation ceremonies in a year, we ask them. They've invited their families. Everybody's crying. There's pictures. Um, and they, I have them share a few words for the rest of the students. And they'll say, you know what? Don't give up. You can do this. You can believe in your dreams. I felt like a failure when I came into this program. I didn't think I could do it. And our school and our fantastic staff and teachers were very supportive and encouraging. And we're, of course, you can do this. Of course, you can. Uh, some people, they can do it in 12 weeks and, and just come in. Maybe they, when they dropped out, they dropped out. Um, maybe 11th 12th grade and so they're they're they didn't they haven't lost a lot but then some people it may take years and you know what but you can do it if you dedicate yourself our teachers are fantastic we've set an all-time record this fiscal year of graduates higher than the school has ever had 
So it can be done, and it is just a profound generational change. It's just incredible. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest Susan Robinson, who is the executive director for the Northern Nevada Literacy Council. And it's an interesting story how this nonprofit, the NNLC, was developed. I think it was back in the 70s, -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Some women decided that they were sick of people not being able to read. Exactly. It was a small group of women. And it just goes to show you, uh, you know, you can really make a, a change even starting with small steps. So back in the 70s, they they took it upon themselves. They started as volunteers, volu- tutoring a few people. And then with the uh, increase of population and all the factors, um, it became a 501c3 community-based nonprofit. And it has just grown from there. And uh, it just, as I say, last last year we educated 988 adults and it just continues to grow and grow and grow which is a fantastic thing yes and so you know one of the things that i'm sure you know most people think is the stigma of who is that illiterate adult and i'm sure you can tell us it it's a everybody every type of demographic every single color of skin it isn't just hispanics or blacks or no yeah. no it's every every demographic um and actually one it's about one in 5 people in northern nevada don't have a high school diploma so when you think about that you are talking and, and interacting with the, the quote unquote these people all day, every day. All of us are. And that's uh, what I'm so thrilled to be on your show today is to just let people know we have free classes. We have free classes for adults. You can do this. You can get your high school equivalency and you can get into a better job. You can get into college. You can get into a trade. There is so much training money. You know, Sherry, you and I are on Nevada Works Board together. They, the employers are begging for people and it college isn't for everybody and that's more than fine but guess what there is training money so you have free classes you for a lot of people that qualify you could have free training and you could have a fantastic new career right so this is a great great program where they're just begging for people to get take these jobs right when we're talking about trades you're you're typically talking anywhere from 25 to 50 60 dollars an hour exactly so we're not talking about going flipping a burger somewhere we're talking about becoming a welder or construction or electrician anything that interests you uh, certainly within those different types of trades, and the demand is so high that anyone sitting out there or knows anybody that's sitting on their couch watching, um, I guess it's not Oprah anymore, but Ellen <laughs> needs to um, get up off the couch and go, wow, let me check out this Northern Nevada Literacy Council because what? Everything is free free, free <laughs> classes well let, uh, let me i'd like to just share this story about one of our students so he came in uh, you know he didn't have his diploma high school dropout and uh he graduated from our program now he's a truck driver and so i i follow back up with the students how's it going and 
before our program, it's very despondent. It's very, you know, you know, like that. After I, when I follow up with our students, how's it going? Great. So this one student, I said, um, well, how's it going with you? And he said, it's going fantastically well. And I said, can just tell me from the, how much money do you make based on when you started in our program and now? And he said, well, I, my first year after I got my high school diploma and after I got my CDL, I more than doubled my income. And he said, next year, I'm going to make six figures. Nice. Dramatic. Very, very dramatic. And he's not atypical. He's yeah. another one of our students. Within a week, he, he wanted to get a job at a local company, and he needed his high school diploma. And he came into our program, and he was one of those 12-hour people. So just in a couple of weeks, he took some classes. He passed. He applied at this company the next week. They gave him two tests, reading and and writing just like we did so he's you know he was very comfortable taking the test and he more than tripled his hourly wage within a week awesome that's how dramatic it can be uh, well we have to go to break and we're going to come back and we're going to learn about some more of the positive results being provided by the northern nevada literacy council stick with us we'll be right back This is Scott Waite, Certified Public Accountant and Management Consultant at RS Waite Chartered. You are listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she has tremendous personality and reaches a great business audience. Sherry Hill is an enthusiastic motivator. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should? Like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show. Doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. While immigration is a federal issue, integrating immigrants and bringing them into the fold of American civic life is a local challenge. It's no longer confined to places like California, New York, or Texas, places that have a long history of absorbing diverse populations. In 21 states, the limited English population grew by more than 25% over the last decade. In some of those places, the influx of newcomers has caused controversy, with one of the flashpoints being language. For immigrants, learning English can give them the keys to the kingdom, opening the doors to educational and economic opportunity. 
non-speakers of the country's common language can find themselves isolated in their new communities and resented by their neighbors. Today, I'm talking to the Executive Director of the Northern Nevada Literacy Council, Susan Robinson, whose not-for-profit organization is on the front line of helping all adults, including immigrants, have access to language and literacy instruction. You can learn more at their website, www.nnlc.org. So, Susan, let's talk about the statistical analysis that shows legal immigrants who are English proficient earn between 13 to 24 percent more than immigrants who are not English proficient, which positively impacts the economy given that legal immigrants make up close to 16 percent of the civilian labor force in the United States. Well, at our school, we provide English as a second language classes to foreign-born adults and citizenship classes. Our classes, again, are free. Uh, we have classes 9 in the morning to 11.30, 5.30 to 8, Monday through Thursday. We have convenient times. So we welcome people to come and learn to read, write, and speak English. It makes a huge difference for for all the statistics you just quoted, but it's it makes a huge difference for them and their families that they they are able to participate in systems in our, in our in our community, and that means that they're able to vote. That means that they can talk with their teachers at their kids' schools. That they can navigate the um, the Washoe County School District portal to check on grades. That they um, can communicate with their doctors, that they can uh, be able to communicate with the court systems or the police or whatever these systems are. So we have these classes where we do teach people um, from absolutely the lowest level. And that's, uh, you know, some people are not um, literate in their own language. And then they come to the United States, and they're even further behind. So we we have some people that come to our school, and they they really can't form even letters. Hmm. So we take even that level of student, and we start them, and they learn to form letters. They learn the alphabet. They learn words. They learn sentences. They learn paragraphs. And they can transition all the way through and get their high school equivalency. We have quite a few students that do that. You don't have to go all the way, but it'd be great if you if you could or wanted to. Um, another thing that... Well, just quickly, though, because sure. when you talk about... I, I never even thought about that, that people coming here are illiterate in their own language yeah. before they get here. Right. So how many languages... I mean, do you have translators? I mean, how many different languages are you helping people first learn and then English? It's English only. It's, it's so it doesn't English matter only. if they're speaking Chinese exactly. or Cantonese or... or no, in our Spanish or excuse me, anything. No, okay. No, it's they. It's English only. Uh, from the minute they, the the our front intake people, um, our front office person David, he speaks French, Spanish, and English. Um, but and that's just to sign people up for the classes. But after that, it's English only, 
all the time. And so from the very, we have fantastic teachers who have been teaching and with outstanding results. I mean, it's really dramatic. So no, it's English only from the beginning. And you just, you know, you just start there and and work it out and with worksheets. And, um, you know, it's kind of a complete immersion in our classes. And then we urge our students it's not just the two and a half hours a day of classes. You have to practice, like any foreign language, you know, you have to practice speaking English when you go to the grocery store. We urge them to watch a news broadcast because then you have one person speaking directly to you. So we urge them to watch the news at least a half an hour every night. It's just not enough to just come to classes. You really have to get out there. And you're, you're, you're in America. You need to learn to speak the language. You want to, and they want to. They wouldn't be coming to classes. And, right. you know, a lot of, like I say, our students are very hardworking. Uh, uh, you know, there's one lady, she gets up at 3 in the morning, and, and she works a very physically taxing job like cleaning offices a lot of our students work uh, warehousing or construction or um, landscaping then they come for classes and they have families too and then they come for classes two and a half hours at night till eight at night four nights a week then on Fridays we have a study hall and a computer lab and if they're able to come to that they come to that so our students are really the heroes of the story. They are they have incredibly complicated lives, but they they value education. They're like sponges. They love to learn. Uh, a lot of people donate books to our school, which we greatly appreciate, and we put them out. And we just say take take books. We have kids books, young adult books, you know, novels, westerns, romances, the full gamut. We just take whatever you want. Just start reading. Read, read at least ten minutes every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Show with guest Susan Robinson, who is the executive director for the Northern Nevada Literacy Council. And speaking on that point, you know, when you, because you guys are a not-for-profit organization, and of course, I'm sure you're looking for volunteers, certainly those kinds of supplies. You help people understand computer skills. I mean, you, you do a whole gamut of training and education. And so if I'm someone out here like myself, who's very passionate about helping people read and become educated and really focused on that always my entire life what kind of um, opportunities do you have for someone like me we have tutoring opportunities we have a lot of people who come uh, to our school and they will sit and tutor one-on-one with with students that need a little bit of one-on-one individual help so we have volunteer tutoring opportunities available from Monday through Friday from you know 9 in the morning till 8 at night we have all those opportunities we have uh, right now we have a summer reading program going on we were funded uh, by the United Way t- to 
increased double the number of third graders who read at a proficiency level by 2020. So we have a program, it's our summer reading program, and what we did is we took our students, which are low literacy people, and they can bring up to two children with with them to summer reading program and it is absolutely a blast we have 94 parents and kids um, they're reading together they're doing a we partner with sierra nevada journey so they're doing science activities together they're doing crafts like that entail like beads uh, making your name with beads so they're learning the whole time but they're having so much darn fun they have no idea that they're learning so if volunteers would like to help with that we also are incorporating the pause to read which is oh my gosh you have to you have to see this oh i get chills just to even talk about it so uh the 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 kids go in and they read to the dogs and um i mean it's just and there's some some kids who struggle with reading and there's that dog who's just you know looking at him there (laughs) one's like on its belly it's a dachshund just stares up you know at its belly and this then the in the kids sitting there reading you know like two inches from you know (laughs) just really intense but the dog doesn't judge the dog you know is dogs are just great yeah oh fun so yeah we have lots of opportunities for volunteers well you know it just kind of swings back to you know all these people that are you know people need to learn the language and they you know everything should be in english and you know obviously the people coming to the northern nevada literacy council are the ones thousands of them that say yes i want to embrace English as my language, and I want to integrate into society, and I want to make a contribution within my community. So if you're one of those people out there that are like, teach these people English, then hey, guess what? (laughs) Go to the Northern Nevada Literacy Council, volunteer, and be part of the solution. Exactly. That? <laughs> that would be fantastic. And I think that everybody that volunteers with us, it is so rewarding to the tutor because you really see how people are so appreciative of the time you'll spend with them, that you know, they're very respectful, that they want to learn. And that's that can be different for, uh, you know, there's uh, some dealing with younger people they they resent being there but these people are so kind and gracious and appreciative of your time and they're they're always thanking you and you're just like good for you you know good for you i'd also like to uh tell you that we taught in thir- 14 title one schools last year and i think we're going to end up doing more this year um, we sa- we taught English as a second language to parents at 14 Title I schools, uh, mostly elementary and then uh, trainer middle school. So again, these are parents who want to learn. There, there are a lot of people out there who have busy schedules and some of them are their kids are in the classes yes but they have little babies sitting in the stroller right next to them so they're taking advantage of these classes that have been provided by washoe county school district title one and they're learning to speak english and read and write and speak english 
And again, we want them to participate, feel comfortable in the school, feel comfortable talking with their teachers about their their child's progress. So it's just integrating uh, people into these systems. But there are, like you say, there are thousands of people that want to learn. And if so, yeah, the more volunteers we have, the more people we could reach. Awesome. We have to go to break. We come back. I'm going to pick up on this very interesting and enlightening conversation with Susan Robinson, who is the executive director of the Northern Nevada Literacy Council. This is Hugh Ballou from Blacksburg, Virginia. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill rocks because she's a leader's leader and an inspiration. Thank you, Sherry. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. This is Sharon Lecter from Paradise Valley, Arizona. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she helped us get up and running with the Rich Dad Company. Sherry Hill is dedicated to your success. Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. 3.8 million kids will start high school this year. About a quarter won't make it until graduation day. Most will drop out because they are bored, missed a lot of school, or failed the ninth grade. The biggest reason girls drop out is they get pregnant, and of those, three out of four will end up on public assistance. For the teenagers who drop out this year, what kind of future might they face? They're more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, live in poverty, go to jail, or never hold a permanent job. The unemployment rate for dropouts is nearly twice the rate as the rest of the workforce. The costs to society are staggering in lost wages, taxable income, health care, welfare, and incarceration. We spend at least $319 billion a year on dropouts. My guest today is Susan Robinson, Executive Director of the Northern Nevada Literacy Council, a 501c3 community-based not-for-profit organization dedicated to helping adult learners reach their educational goals so they can be successful in the future. Their website, www.nnlc.org. So Susan, let's talk about the differences between getting a high school diploma and what you offer a high school equivalency test credential. Well, we all would love it if all the young people would graduate from high school. We want that's what that's the goal of that we would all like to see. Um, that's the best for all of us involved. So we we applaud all the efforts to try to get our graduation rates up. Um, however, 
if they do drop out, they can come to our school. And like I say, we have free classes, although people don't have to take classes. So what they have now uh, this year is called the Certificate of High School Equivalency, um, formerly known as the GED. I I think of it as the GED is kind of like Kleenex. It's the brand name you always knew the product as. So as of last year, uh, the GED people were going to uh, double the cost of the test, they were going to make it harder, and they were going to make it available only on computers. So two other companies entered into some healthy competition with GED, and they're called HiSET and TASK. So you can take any of those three tests, and what you're trying to get is the Certificate of High School Equivalency. Any of those three tests is normed to the average high school, the 12th grade high school um, level across the United States. So they're trying to make it equivalent, obviously, to, to graduating from high school. So that test, if you take the GED, and we are a test center uh, at Northern Nevada Literacy Council. Uh, we test four days a week, all day. Um, TMCC is also has a test center. So anybody who ha- doesn't have a diploma, uh, if you don't have to take classes, if you can just come and take those tests, uh, that test. So let's most of our people, the GED now is ninety five dollars. Um, is testing five subjects. So all three of those tests test five subjects, which are math, language arts reading, language arts writing, social studies, and science. The actual test start to finish is about seven and a half hours. We don't recommend you just sit there and do that because... You know, you're going to have a huge, huge headache. (laughs) (laughs) So you can, you can uh, take, um, you know, two in a day, or you could take one a day, or you can take a combination, whatever, whatever you want to do. It's very flexible that way. Um, Most of our people and most people in the state now are taking the high set. So the high set, and again, you're just trying to pass the test and you'll get your HSC certificate, and then you can get into a trade, you can go into college, you can get a better paying job. So if they take the high set, which most of our, most people, most of the people in Nevada are doing that now is, um, and our students are, it's $65. It's available either on computer or paper, and it's we're told that it is easier. It has about an 85% pass rate by all the student people that are taking it. So, um, and again, you can take it certain sections, you can break it up. And I think with our students, we have a, a, what we call it, we got a grant um, from the Redfield Foundation. So we have a scholarship program. So if they come to NNLC and they'll give us at least 12 and a half hours of instruction and take a pretest. We when they pass the high set, we will reimburse them back fifty out of the sixty-five dollars. Nice. So I tell people, you know what? For fifteen dollars, you're going to change your life. Right. I mean, come on, you can do that. So you know, I mean, we're you got free classes, and then it's only going to cost you fifteen dollars to take the test. And like we've heard with those other stories, I mean, you're going to make it up. The average, the difference between a dropout. The person who gets a diploma will make, on average, 
$10,000 more a year for the rest of their lives. Right. So it pays back huge dividends. And as an employer or someone, I mean, you know, you're going to want to hire someone that has a high school diploma or at least this equivalency. So I guess that's also kind of my question. Is there, you know, from an employer perspective, should I be concerned if they only have the high school equivalency credential or, you know... Because you're saying it averages out till as if they got a high school diploma. Well, this what they say is that seventy percent of high school seniors couldn't pass the high school equivalency tests. So it's not that it's easy. I think that's a mis- misconception here. It's not an easy test, and it is normed. So no, I don't think an employer has to worry about that. And. When the Nevada um, State Department of Education was looking at these three tests to see which ones to accept, those companies made very uh, sure with the the military, with major employers, that the test is, is hard enough that it is really evaluating skill levels right so that you don't need to worry it's not quote unquote easier it really isn't yeah this is sherry hill you're listening to the sherry hill show with guest susan robinson who's the executive director of the northern nevada literacy council and you know kind of my thought process is that you know kids you know i my daughter graduated from high school two years ago And I can tell you as a parent to get her to finish 12th grade. Now, this is a kid that has a four point plus grade point average, excellent in math and all of that. But she was so bored Mm -hmm. at school in her 12th grade and it was like trying to get her out the door. And so there's this fallacy or this myth out there that the only kids that are dropping out are kids that, you know, can't read, can't write, can't integrate. I am telling you, really smart kids are dropping out too. Right. Because they're bored and the educational system hasn't changed with the times and it's test and regurgitate and test and regurgitate and I'd probably drop out too. Mm-hmm. So... Part of our message today is it's it's not about just those in poverty or those right. that can't speak English. Until the education steps up, you have really smart kids that are going, you know, I might as well just go get a job. Why right. do I need to sit here and be bored out of my mind? Right. I'm sure you hear that a lot. Yes, we do. <laughs> and, and I think that's why we've had such success uh, with our students is that they're not they're not stupid. They're not dumb they for whatever reason dropped out so you can you can come right back into the into the fold here and take the test and like i say if you just give us 12 hours which isn't a lot of time boom you get it done and you move on but i think that the community and employers are not hiring people without a high school equivalency or a diploma so to think you know well i could just go get a job well those jobs are are shrinking and the future is just showing us that more the, the employers are going to require at least it's going to be not even a high school diploma it's going to be some college or a trade right. or you're not going to be you're not going to have a job or you're going to get the really low paying minimum job minimum wage job so 
the, especially for northern Nevada with the ons- onset of Tesla and the, say 51,000 new jobs in the next couple of years is really pushing the systems of finding employees. So, to well, when, when you think about the entry level jobs, the old days, you know, kids would go into the fast food industry. They'd, you know, still right. be doing work or, I mean, they'd still be in school or just out of school. Now those are becoming full time careers for these lower level. Um, non-high school diploma types. Exactly. And it's like, so where are these kids going to go? you you got to skip that level, and you've got to be moving into a trade or a better profession. Exactly. And we were were given a grant um, through Nevada Works, and we're calling it Learn and Earn. And this is a fantastic uh, opportunity. We're going to be working with JOIN, and they they help people prepare to get into the workforce. They provide um, job trainings and and uh, assessments and things like that. So our program, Learn and Earn, is targeting 18 to 24-year-olds. And maybe you do have a diploma. Maybe you don't. If you don't have your, your diploma, then we can do the education side of it. And then we will place these people into college training or into uh, an employer. And that's the message I'd like to put out to people that own businesses is that some of this grant money will subsidize a a month of this person's salary, 75% of this person's first month's salary in the hopes that this person will work out and, you know, you'll find a, a really great employee. But we, we're looking to the community. Um, that we're all in this together. And the, the people, 70,000, 80,000 people that don't have a diploma, they're not going anywhere. Right. You know, <laughs> they're here to stay. You know, they would have gone to North Dakota if they could have gotten, you know, we're going to go. So we have this, what I, you know, I call captive audience here. And then we're going to have, uh, 51,000 new jobs. So to me, we have a great, I mean, the numbers kind of work out. No, these our, our students aren't probably all going to be Tesla engineers. They're not. But they are building houses. They're driving trucks. They're working in medical. And so if businesses are interested to contact me, um, you know, we have this great program because we want to take take people that dropped out or even the you know the graduates that that um you know just barely squeaked through or maybe they don't know what they want to do but as you know we both know there is so much training money there they are just just begging for people to get into these programs to be trained so they can build the houses and the welding and medical and these high-demand occupations. So that's our Learn and Earn program. Awesome. This is Sherry Hill. We have to go to break. We come back. I'm going to finish up this great conversation with Susan Robinson of the Northern Nevada Literacy Council. This is Patrick McGoy from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill, a wealth protection diva. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. This is Susan Robinson, Executive Director of Northern Nevada Literacy Council. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry is dynamic and a person who gets things done. Thank you, Sherry. Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Education is the brightest hope for breaking the cycle of multi-generational poverty. But kids born to poor, undereducated parents aren't likely to succeed at school without help that targets their family situations, and that help is most needed during their earliest years. Parents' low educational attainment was shown to predict persistent poverty for their children more consistently than any other factor, including single motherhood, family unemployment, young age of parents, or living in inner-city neighborhoods. My guest today is Susan Robinson, Executive Director of the Northern Nevada Literacy Council, a 501c3 community-based not-for-profit organization which offers education and training for adult learners. To date, hundreds of students have successfully obtained their diplomas with students passing every day. NNLC students are getting better paying jobs, enrolling into college, and or pursuing a career in the trades. The doors of opportunity are now wide open for them. Their website, www.nnlc.org. Susan, you work with a lot of different agencies throughout our region because systemically, poverty is a root cause for much of why adults are illiterate. Talk about how you assist these different agencies and even employers with providing basic academic skills. We do. We uh we are a referral we get referrals from drug court we get um we have a super partnership with reno sparks gospel mission i would say 25 out of the 28 people that they've brought over to our school have gotten their high school equivalencies we get a lot of referrals from nevada state welfare and part of they're um, conditioned to continue to get TANF, which is temporary aid to needy families, is that they come to our classes. So we have to sign uh, whether they come to classes or not. We also get refer a lot of people from Amerigroup, which is Medicaid, the medical Medicaid. And Amerigroup will actually pay for them to take the high set test, as will welfare. There's a really huge incentive for the client to get educated and get off get off the systems. And we also work very closely with uh, Sparks and Reno Job Connect. People come there to get jobs. They're, they are a job placement agency, so they're asking them, do you have a diploma? If they say no, they're referred over to our school immediately. 
We are the main testing center for Sierra Nevada Job Corps. They bring every Wednesday their bus load of kids, and we do the testing for them. We work closely with Children's Cabinet. We provide the math instruction for their youth build students. Last year, out of 20, I think 18 of their students got into a trade. So not only are they getting their equivalency, but simultaneously they're learning the building trade. We are a recipient of the United Way's funding. We take our students, which are low literacy, we're modeling for them. We're teaching them how to enjoy reading, how to read to their children. This can be a very pleasant, fun, wonderful experience. But if you didn't grow up where you were read to, I was. I read to my kids. I'm sure you, you know, same for you, Mm -hmm. Sherry. If you never had that my husband's family, my family, we had books and my parents were avid readers, but my husband's family, they don't have books in their home and they didn't, he, what, it was not pleasant. It wasn't a pleasant experience. He struggled when in his reading and it wasn't pleasant and he doesn't like to read and I love to read and constantly reading. And so what are, what we're doing with the United Way grant it's called Family Reading Program, and we're uh, working with JOIN, and we'll be in nine sites throughout northern Nevada. And it's that same model, is that we're taking adult adults with low literacy skills, and like you said, they're not, they're of every demographic, and where they, they want to work, learn to read with their children. And in some cases, yes, the children are better readers than their parents, but they both get a book. They, it's, uh, it's four weeks and it's different themes and different modules. So every week the studies show, if you don't have books in the home, you're you know, probably not going to be right. reading. It kind of makes sense. And so our program, we ha- we give the parent and the child a book to read. That we we take the parent separately. The kids are doing another fun activity like measuring or you know jumping like frog jumping and then measuring how far you jumped and you know stuff like that. Fun stuff kids like to do. Meantime, we have uh, tutors that are par- working with the parents, teaching the parents how to read that book. Then they come together, the child and the parent, and they read. The the book together and that book could be very hungry caterpillar inch by inch where i live um you know all kinds of books and then they take those books home and then we're giving during the week we're asking did you go to the library we are really pushing library usage i love the library um, well and we seem to be having a problem with libraries closing here now so <laughs> well i'm a i'm i've been i'm a part of that discussion too because um that uh, the Duncan Trainer Library specifically is a few blocks from our school. So we're in discussion with the with the Washington County Libraries um, trustees and, and the director. What can we do as a community to support that? That neighborhood, we're located at 1400 Whittakin. That's Whittakin and Sutro. That's right down from Hug, right up from the fairgrounds, right diagonally behind Salvation Army. I can tell you it is a tough tough neighborhood Mm -hmm. and uh, that neighborhood definitely needs more resources I call it a multiplier effect that it's like our students if you can take a dropout get they get their equivalency and they get into a job college or trade 
not only have you taken them off the systems where now they're paying in taxes, now they are not um, a part of welfare, they're not uh, a part of the court system, they're not part of the police system, and, you know, and plus the, then their children, you know, what we're talking about is you're modeling for your children a better way to live, you know, that education's important to get you somewhere. You're able to pay for daycare. They're not, you know, running around on the street all day. So I I just really feel strongly and have expressed my opinion, and the, and the library is, we're in discussions about the other options to not, not specifically close Duncan Trainer because that neighborhood is really rough. I, I can't say it. It's, um, and there are a lot of great people in that neighborhood that want to learn and they want there's little families uh all through there um that that want to do better yeah well and you know that systemically again you go why would you take one resource that matters the most and that's creating literate adults and literate children and remove it from that particular neighborhood makes no sense to me and so part of um you know obviously now we just kind of switch gears but the need for those resources because we have to drill down how did this person go through their entire life and now as an adult they don't know how to read right exactly (laughs) and whether they're an immigrant, whether they're a U.S. citizen, doesn't really matter all the reasons behind it, but we as a society have to make sure that we're giving these people the resources that they need so that, like you said, they don't um, engage in all those different systems that we're going to pay for in a much greater dollar amount than from the very beginning. I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> You're over there, Pat. Yes, I yes, yes. absolutely <laughs> agree with you. Yeah. So, you know, that's, it's just kind of crazy. And, and those are the kinds of things that we as a community... If you're fired up about, you know, why are all these kids going to prison? Why are the court system? Why is this family on welfare? Why do they need food stamps? Then drill down, and here's one of the true issues that if we can solve it, it's going to change society as a whole, certainly our community. So, Susan, very quickly, uh, you know, if somebody wants to learn about all your programs, your trainings, your high school equivalency credentials and everything that they need to know about how to get involved with the Northern Nevada Literacy Council, where would you like them to go? Please call 356-1007 and we will get you signed up. We can get you right in. We do have a website in nlc.org. If you have a whole garage full of books in a box and you know there's a great place to donate them. Get involved. Become a participant in that solution. I love Dr. Seuss, and I know you were doing some stuff with Dr. Seuss this summer. His famous words, the more you read, the more things you will know. The more that you learn, the more places you'll go. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for the Sherry Hill Show.